This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArtTactic.com, where you can now check out our latest auction analysis report from the London Post-War Contemporary Evening Auctions that occurred during Freeze Week in October. What a fascinating set of auctions we had. Overall, prices were down around 17%, but there was a lot to read into the market. Some of the younger artists, wow, some incredible prices for some of these up-and-coming artists at auction. Are these kind of prices sustainable? I'm not sure. But check out the auction analysis report to see a breakdown of everything that happened during the auctions at Phillips, Sotheby's, and Christie's. You can visit arttactic.com to download the report. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. This week's episode is joined by Andy Ellis. He's the director at Art UK. Art UK is the online home for every public art collection in the UK. They've collaborated with over 3,200 British institutions to put so many of their artworks on their single website. I hadn't heard of Art UK before being connected with Andy. Um, you know, being based in the U.S., we don't really have anything like this one website where you can search a vast number of co- museum collections and university collections and really just any public collection. So it's really incredible what they're doing to democratize art, to make it more accessible for anyone, whether they're just interested in the arts, whether they're a student, whether they're someone who's an art market professional. There's one website that lets you access and search so many artworks, and they're one by one cataloging all of these things and making sure that they're online. So really incredible uh, and important efforts that Art UK is doing right now. So we wanted to have Andy on to speak with him and really highlight what they're doing and understand the process more and learn a little bit more about how Art UK is funded um, and uh, just how many works exactly are on the website. So we hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks so much. Andy, thanks so much for coming on and chatting with us. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for inviting me. So I think some people are familiar with Art UK within the UK and maybe less so outside of the UK. So tell us first, what exactly is Art UK? What's on the site? What can you do on it? Art UK is a cultural education charity. Our mission is to open up the art in the UK's public collections to a global audience for enjoyment, learning and research. Our platform is shared by over 3,000 UK institutions, allowing them all to showcase their artworks to that global audience. Whilst a small number of those collections can put their art online on their own websites, typically the larger ones such as Tate and the National Gallery, the vast majority of those 3,000 institutions cannot. So our platform constitutes a single piece of digital infrastructure that gives all UK public collections, irrespective of size, the ability to share their art collections online in an efficient and economic manner. The the work of Art UK um, covers a number of strands. Obviously, digitization is a, is a key strand. So our first very big project was to digitize the nation's oil painting collection. So that was a very long project. It took us 10 years to complete. And all those oils 
those oil paintings across the public collections are on the Art UK website to see. We're now uh, digitizing the nation's sculpture collection, uh, recording all of the sculpture created since the year 1000 AD and um, photographing a very good proportion of that. We also allow the collections an opportunity to upload existing digitized artworks such as works on paper. But it's more than just a database of artworks. A, a key focus for us has been telling the stories behind the art, um, telling stories about the well-known artists, but particularly about the less well-known artists, about themes in, um, in, in the art that goes onto the site and subject matter in, in, in particular. So for example, we might write articles about hats in art or as recently with um, Brexit, you know, how do you paint a disagreement in um, the House of, House of Commons? We also have a big focus on learning. So we have a number of learning programs. Uh, for example, we have a program called Masterpieces in Schools, whereby we've taken great artworks, including a Monet and a Gainsborough and a Turner into primary and secondary schools. We're doing the same now with, with sculpture. We're making films with young people about sculpture. And we're growing the formal learning resources um, on the site. Another thing we do is we uh, have a, a subsite called Art Detective, which links collections in need of specialist knowledge with a global network of people with specialist knowledge. So many of the collections on Art UK don't have fine art curators. Um, there are many artworks where we don't know the artist, and we don't know the sitter, we don't know the identity of the place that's shown. And this network allows collections to ask questions of the network and um, the reverse for the, the, the public to, to come to the site and say, in actual fact, I can help you identify that particular person in that particular portrait. And that's, um, that's a project that's making very good progress. And we've had our first big find recently with the identification of a, an autograph Van Dyck um, painting in the Walk Art Gallery in Liverpool. And finally, uh, we, as part of the shared digital infrastructure that we offer collections, we offer them the opportunity to generate commercial income. And um, they can do that by uh, signing up to do print on demand, um, licensing, but also to, to sell merchandise that they would then fulfill from their own um, institutions. And so this gives all those institutions, particularly the small and medium-sized ones, the opportunity to, to do e-commerce without any risk and without capital investment. And, and that, that particular project uh, has now been running for about um, 18 months or so and making very good strides forward in terms of generating commercial income for our partner collections. I think what you're doing at Art UK is so incredible and so important and making art so much more accessible to so many people. And being based here in New York, we really don't have anything like this for museums and public collections in the U.S. Yes, you alluded to the fact that the major museums in the U.K. had their collections already digitized on their websites. And we have that here as well in the U.S., but we don't have anything that really aggregates it like you're doing. 
And, you know, I, we often hear the phrase democratizing art in the art world. I think that's really kind of what you're doing. Is that the motivation behind Art UK, making art so accessible to so many people? Yes, no, very much so. I, I think the way we see this is that in the UK, we have um, one of the greatest public art collections in the world. But at least 80% of that is is not on view. It's either in store or in buildings without routine public access. And before we started our work, the vast majority of this had not been photographed. So what was publicly owned was not publicly accessible. And we are radically transforming access to this. So we're giving the British public, to start with, the opportunity to, to see this incredible collection of art that they own. And we're trying to do that in a way that is as, as inclusive as possible, that brings in as broad an audience as possible to our website. But at the same time, we're also showing this art collection to the world. And um, it's a fantastic opportunity for people, whether they're in Singapore or Seattle, to see the art that is in the UK public art collection, not just in London, but across the United Kingdom. And um, the other thing I should say is that we're, we're talking just about museums. In actual fact, museums only constitute about a third of the institutions on the site. The remainder of the institutions are universities, um, they're town council collections, um, hospital collections, local libraries, uh, historic houses that are within our National Trust and English Heritage, but also pan-UK organisations such as the Arts Council Collection, the British Council Collection, indeed our government art collection, which uh, looks after the paintings that are in uh, government ministries and in our embassies overseas. So what we're trying to do here is to open up this collection for everyone to see and within the UK have a sense of ownership over. And we try and do that um, through, for example, the crowdsourcing that we've done. We'll soon um, um, offer the public the opportunity to curate their own digital exhibitions on the site. So that I, we hope that will give people a greater sense of ownership over the, the art. But at the same time, we're also trying to encourage cultural tourism, to encourage people to, to, to visit other parts of the UK, to see art in those collections, and indeed to encourage visitors from overseas to come to the UK to see our great art collection. So how many people actually visit Art UK each year? And are they predominantly people located within the UK or are you seeing a large amount of traffic coming from people outside of the UK? And also, I'm really interested in learning about what's the motivation for why people visit the site? Um, how much of it is the fact that they're just interested in art? How much of it is due to people maybe in the art trade? What's the motivation for why people are logging in and visiting Art UK? In, in the last year, we've had 2.3 million unique users to the site. Uh, just under 55% are from the UK, so 45% from overseas, uh, with the main overseas audiences being the United States, followed by Canada, Australia, Netherlands, and France. The, 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 the reasons for coming to the site are principally 
general and personal interest. So 70% of our audience comes to the site for, for those reasons, rather than for professional um, or academic or curatorial reasons. And so we like that. We like the fact that it's a general audience, a mainstream audience that is visiting the site to find paintings of Impressionism or um, look for subject matter, for example, that's of interest to them. And in actual fact, something like 22% of our audience comes to the site specifically to find subject matter. So they might be looking for you know, paintings of the Yorkshire Moors, um, paintings of Winston Churchill or Florence Nightingale or paintings of the bonnet um, or, or paintings of hats, for example. Also, uh, a, a good percentage, 7% of the audience comes to the site to, to plan visits. So that sort of underlines the, the point I was making before about um, people using the site for cultural tourism and, 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 and we at UK encouraging um, people to go and see the real thing because we all know it's great to be able to see um, art online, but nothing beats seeing the thing um, for real. It seems like you've done a fantastic job getting so many artworks digitized and on the site. Where are you in terms of how many more artworks are left within the UK that you're hoping to actually get onto the platform? Well, we're, I think, really just at the beginning. I mean, the oils um, and sculpture are manageable numbers to to record and and and, and digitize uh, but the works on paper prints watercolors drawings the numbers there are are absolutely vast um, so as we move beyond sculpture and sculpture our digitization project around sculpture will end at the end of next year the end of 2020 um, beyond that, we're starting to think about how we move the project forward, and but we're unlikely to focus just on a particular um, medium. So we're not going to say we're just doing watercolours or just doing drawings. Instead, I think we're more likely to turn the model around and ask the collections and indeed the public what they would like us to to digitize. But we're still thinking about those plans at the moment because that's not until 2021. But I think you know, the, the prospect of being able to digitize, indeed, I mean, photograph everything um, that is in UK public collections, including all those watercolors, drawings, and prints, is 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 just not feasible. And tell us how does this process work of taking an artwork in a public collection and photographing it, cataloging it, just getting it so all the information and images are on the Art UK platform. It just seems like so much work. How exactly is it all done? So, so the way this works is that uh, we have in the field for the funded digitization projects, a combination of coordinators or researchers who find the collections, make the approaches, get the legal agreements signed, and then um, uh, collect information about the relevant artworks, typically using a spreadsheet. And that information is then imported into our database. But in parallel, um, photography takes place. Uh, so during the oil painting project, uh, we would have fine art photographers go into each collection and photograph 
you know, typically 40, 50 to 100 uh, paintings per day. We're now doing a similar thing with, with sculpture, whereby they're photographing a proportion of the sculptures in, in, in each collection. And then those professional photographers are helping to train volunteers who are photographing all the sculptures outdoors in our parks and squares across the United Kingdom. The data and the images are then married up at, um, at head office. Uh, data is processed, uh, edited. The artists are linked so that the, the artist's name is, is always a, you know, has a unique identify uh, against it. Um, the images are, are processed as much as, as, as they need to, to, to be done. So, for example, they would have been cropped from their frames. Um, the paintings would have had the frames cropped out during the oil painting project. And that's all then brought together and um, taken online. Um, so, so that's basically how, how, how the system works. And it's a system that's worked very well to date. And um, we're very pleased with um, the number of works that are coming onto the site. Another interesting aspect of this is regarding all of the images that you're compiling and putting onto the site. Is there any issue around copyright? And what's that process like to obtain the copyright for these images, whether they're living artists um, or older artists who maybe have been deceased for a very long time? What's that process like? And how much of a challenge has that been for you? Yes, Adam, that's actually a very important question because managing image copyright is a substantial undertaking. In the UK, we need to secure two sets of permissions to show the artwork images online. First, we have needed the permission of the collections. And so we've had to put in place legal agreements with each of the 3,000 plus collections on the website. And second, uh, we've needed to seek the permissions of artists and estates where the artists are still in copyright still alive or died in the last 70 years. And these constitute a, you know, a good proportion of the 40,000 or so artists featured on the site. So both of those, as I said, are very substantial undertakings. Fortunately, we have a small but excellent copyright team that has ensured we have secured these two sets of permissions and ensures this continues to be the case as new works join the site. It seems like so much time and energy has been put into getting all these artworks on Art UK's platform. How is Art UK financed? Is it the UK government that's subsidizing all of Art UK, or how does that work? So, so in terms of funding, it's a mixed funding model. There's public funding and there's private sector funding. So from the public side, Arts Council England uh, provides Art UK with regular public funding. Uh, we also have project funding, um, generous project funding for our sculpture project from the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Um, and we've also had support from the Scottish Government. Um, in addition to that, on the private side, we've had support from grant-giving trusts, individuals, um, and corporates and, and from individuals uh, we have a, a range of schemes to support us including one we're just about to, to announce which would encourage people to support us with small but regular donations every every year through our Art UK citizenship program and then very importantly 
a subset of the collections supports us with a partnership fee uh, each year, which ranges typically from £50 a year up to £1,000 a year. And in return, those collections can then use the shop to generate commercial income for themselves, and we do not take a share of that commercial income. So they pay us a regular um, annual fee, and then they can use the shop to generate um, commercial income for themselves. So that's how the funding model works, very much a mixed model. Well, it's a really incredible feat what you've accomplished in terms of how many artworks are on the site and how many visitors uh, visit the website each year. Really phenomenal. Um, For our listeners who haven't actually checked out Art UK, Andy, what's the website that they can visit? So it's artuk.org, artuk.org. Perfect. Thanks so much again, Andy. We appreciate it. Adam, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much.